the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. So apparently during the days of Jesus, why are you laughing? (laughs) I'll end there. Okay, so apparently during the days of Jesus, there was a bit of a challenge that came up. Uh, He wasn't allowed in jewelry stores. They stopped allowing him in jewelry stores. And so when Peter went to ask why, it's because the workers were afraid that he would break every chain. (laughs) Uh, Genesis 45. I think the problem was the praise leader. Eh? <laughs> um, now, today, I came a bit differently. I didn't come to teach. There is a certain realm that God has instructed that um, I help you enter. Do you remember last week when I mentioned from Luke 11:52 that one of the assignments of a man of God is to help you enter realms. And Jesus was angry because the Pharisees were not entering certain realms and they were not allowing the people to enter. So today I came not in my teaching office. I came in my prophetic office. There is a realm that I want to introduce us to. Today is one of those. This one came in prayer. It came in prayer on I forgotten the night, Monday or Tuesday night. I was interceding and then this word came and this instruction came. The title of my sermon is Goshen. G-O-S-H-E-N. Goshen. Genesis 45 verse 4. There was a certain young man named Joseph and as you know Joseph had a dream or should we say he had dreams. And Joseph was a son of a certain man who was a nation. His name was Israel. And um, yeah, his name was Israel. And Joseph had certain dreams. And the dreams indicated that his father, his mother, and his brothers would bow to him. When Joseph shared this dream with his brothers, they hated him. 
And to make matters worse, he had a coat of many colors. He was his father's favorite, so to say. And he was also a child of um, the one who really couldn't give birth until after some time. So maybe, I think it was that son in, his, in the old age, right? And then Benjamin came as well. The interesting thing about Joseph is, if you've read, he eventually was thrown into the pit by his brothers to die. And then they saw a few people who buy slaves and they sold, they sold him as a slave. And that's how he eventually found himself in Potiphar's house. In Potiphar's house, Joseph rose up the ranks because this guy just had favor. He just had favor. And as he rose up the ranks, a temptation came. Potiphar's wife wanted to have an affair with him. The guy decided not to trust the flesh. He didn't sit there and said no. He actually ran away. Ran for his life. By the time he came back, the story had changed. And Potiphar had him put in prison. And in prison, he still had favor and rose up the ranks. So it seemed as though wherever he went, he would rise up the ranks. Because it seemed whatever he put his hands to do, he would do it diligently. Well, in prison, he interpreted two dreams. We're not so sure if he used to interpret other ones. Maybe that's how they heard of him. But he interpreted two dreams, and one of the dreams included a prophecy about someone's promotion. And when that person got promoted, he forgot Joseph. Eventually, Pharaoh had a dream, and the dream showed... Uh, something that needed interpretation. It was an economic dream. Maybe not just economic, you could add it was rather social <laughs> and it generally involved the nation. And Joseph was brought before Pharaoh and he interpreted the dream. He interpreted the dream as there would be seven years of plenty and then there would be seven years of famine. And Joseph gave a word of wisdom and the wisdom that he gave was that during the years of plenty, uh, Egypt had to prepare for the years of famine. And so Pharaoh gave Joseph a task to be the project manager. And he began the project, and he managed the project so well that Egypt didn't just have enough. They also had enough to sell, and for the benefit of other nations. So in short, his assignment moved from being very prophetic to also being very intellectual, and you can say being very governmental just in case you think all prophets should be on the pulpit. Then interestingly, Joseph's brothers eventually came because Israel sent them there that go and try to buy, lest we die. And in the long run, we all know Joseph did a bit of, you know, like he was dramatic. He thought, you know, I, I might as well, if this stuff is going to be recorded in the Bible, we might as well add a little bit of drama in it, you know. <laughs> so he started playing tricks on them. He left the cup inside, you know. Eventually, <laughs> Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. And God had changed his story so much that his brothers couldn't even recognize him. It's interesting. Have you noticed that money can sometimes change everything about you? Like you can <laughs> no, who's ever observed that? Like, sometimes the difference can just make a money. You know? <laughs> So 
So Joseph was unrecognizable. And Joseph says to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Then if there was a soundtrack, it went dun, dun, dun. <laughs> ah. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. Uh-huh. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. I believe we're coming to a place where we'll be able to combine the prophetic with economic and social affairs in such a way that will benefit all people. Let's go on. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Sometimes, you know, when we think of deliverance, the only thing we think of is casting out of devils. Deliverance is also a transfer from an undesirable place to a desirable place. Someone's deliverance here may just be a certain letter. <laughs> Someone's great deliverance here may just be a certain app they come up with. Someone's great deliverance here may be a paycheck. Those are the deliverances I like. Someone's <laughs> I don't know if you don't want that one. Someone's great deliverance here may be a signature. Someone's great deliverance here may be a nice portal. Okay, let me say that again. A nice transcript. <laughs> now, he says, so now it was not you who sent me here, but God. <laughs> Aha. And he has made me, I want you to observe his language. He has made me a father to Pharaoh. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Have you ever seen that before? He says he has made me a father to Pharaoh. That shows you something, that what Joseph had was beyond a position Pharaoh gave him. Joseph had such authority that whatever he said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh would listen. How on earth did Pharaoh believe that the dream meant seven years this, seven years that? Unless there was a certain favor. You know what? There are certain people here, God is raising you in the spiritual realm. You'll be in charge of what you thought you'd never be in charge of. You'll be in charge of people three times your age, three times your experience. And, you, and when anyone asks how, you'll say, see what the Lord has done. And you know what? For us, because we know our sources, God will not be arrogant about it. We'll still help people. But God is raising someone in the house. Glory to God. Take your seat. I know what a promotion feels like. I know what it feels like. And there's a promotion for someone today. And he says, he has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Let's go. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. Uh -huh. you shall dwell in the land of Goshen. Turn to someone and say Goshen. Goshen. Hey. 
you shall dwell in the land of Goshen. Come on, that's the key word today. Tell, tell another two, three people, just say Goshen. And you shall be near to me. You and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your herds and all that you have. Now Pharaoh tried to give them another land. But let's look at verse 11 first. Verse 11. There I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty. For there are still five years of famine. In case you didn't know, God cares even about your economic situation. That's why a lot of the blessings in the Bible were tied to the economy. Genesis. So, when people talk about, hey, you need to be preaching deliverance. That was a deliverance. That was actually a deliverance. Now, they came through. Pharaoh thought maybe they should be at a certain place of land. But then Joseph went to beseech Pharaoh in Genesis 47 verse 1. Genesis 47 verse 1. Then Joseph went and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brothers, their flocks and their herds and all that they possess has, have come from the land of Canaan. And indeed, they are in the land of Goshen. And he took five men from among his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. Uh, give me verse 4. And they said to Pharaoh, we have come to dwell in the land because your servants have no pasture for their flocks, for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Now therefore, please let your servants dwell in the land of Goshen. Verse 6. The land of Egypt is before you. This is Pharaoh speaking. Have your father and your brothers dwell in the best of the land. Let them dwell in the land of Goshen. And if you know any competent men among them, then make them chief herdsmen over my livestock. The word Goshen means land of plenty. Now, what was the end result of this? Genesis 47, verse 27. In case you've not picked it yet, that's the realm God has told me to introduce us to today. Some of us have already been walking in it, but there will be a greater measure. It says, so Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions there, and grew and multiplied. There was something about the land of Goshen. They grew and they multiplied there exceedingly. Now, allow me to mention something. If you're going to use shadows and types, then we can safely say that Egypt is a shadow of the earth. Amen. And the promised land is a shadow of heaven. What am I trying to say? It, by the way, you know, there are a lot of shadows and types in the scriptures, right? For example, if we're using Egypt and know that to speak of salvation, we can say Egypt is the days of sin, right? And then we can say um, there was a deliverance from that new pharaoh, right? And we all know that new pharaoh is symbolic of the enemy. And then the little Egyptians that remained in the head shows you need to renew your mind. Otherwise, you have to make little Egyptians in your head even though you've passed. 
And then you find that the Red Sea is symbolic of water baptism, right? And then manna is symbolic of the word of God. And then the quail is symbolic of the meaty side of the word of God. Remember strong meat, Hebrews 5? And then the water from the rock is symbolic. The rock is symbolic of Christ, right? Hitting the rock once is symbolic of his crucifixion. The water coming out after you hit it is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, right? And then the second time you're not supposed to hit it because you can't crucify Christ twice. That's why Moses didn't enter. The second time you speak and the water produces, the rock produces the water. And then the promised land, which is the final place of rest being heaven. Right? So, what I'm trying to say is, Egypt is not symbolic of heaven. It's more symbolic of the earth. It's more symbolic of the world. But interestingly, the interesting thing is that even though the people were still in the world, even though they were not in the promised land yet, there was something they were experiencing. Because despite them still being in the world, they were separated because they were in a place called Goshen. Years passed according to the time that God had said. And years and years passed and a new king who knew nothing about Joseph came and the Israelites began to be oppressed. And then God met Moses. Uh, Moses was raised in the Egyptian household. And then God met him and told him, go back and let my people go. Right? And so Moses came and when Pharaoh did not believe him, God had told him to perform certain signs and wonders. And I want you to read this and locate yourself. Let's read a few. Tell me if you, I, I'll, I'll try not to point it out. The moment you see it, I should hear that you've seen it. Eh? Exodus 8 from verse 20 to 24. Exodus 8 from verse 20. And the Lord spoke to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. You see that he wants uh, service. <laughs> or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and on your servants, on your people, and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. And in that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. Next verse. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. Goshen. 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 Where you go, you've set up your store. And then, look, 
There's, you're just interested in the portion that God has given you. And the other people who feel you having the portion God has given you is a hindrance to them. And so they decide, they'll, for them they put one or two things. They disappear sometimes and they usually put one or two things which they believe will draw customers to them. And then you, you've gone with a word. There's a word over your life. The word over your life is that there's a difference. There's a difference. And every time you open it, you, you raise your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, I approach this day. Lord, today you're setting me apart. I don't know if you're getting my point. I don't know if somebody's hearing me. I said, I don't know if somebody's hearing me. Where everybody has said, if you continue living like this, you'll be the only one who will remain who can get married. No one is like this anymore. And then the Lord decides to make your marriage an example. As in... <laughs> you become the one they run to for advice. Because for you, there's a way God has set you apart. It's where they say, you know what, let's go to the next script. Exodus chapter 10. <laughs> Exodus chapter 10. Or should we start with chapter 9? Okay, let's start with chapter 10. Verse 21. Oh God, we believe your word. If I were you, inside my heart, I'd be saying, beat unto me according to your word. I would respond, I would say amen. Because today I've come to shift you into a new realm. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand towards heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt. Darkness which may even be felt. You know, when I read that, I was thinking, hmm, have you ever experienced that? Have you ever experienced darkness which can be felt? That's the absence of the presence of God. Have you ever noticed there's that darkness where even the darkness feels like it's thick? <laughs> Imagine, he says, darkness which may even be felt. Next verse. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt. Three days. <laughs> they did not see one another. <laughs> did anyone rise from his place for three days? But all the children of Israel. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. No. The company has not been performing well. So everyone's getting a pay cut or something. All the appraisals are going wrong. And then you, they take you by the side, saying, We can't lose a star like you. 35% <laughs> increase. Why? Because you dwell in Goshen. Praise God. <laughs> Exodus chapter 9. Why are told this test, this, this exam I've prepared, you are told only a God can pass. And then you realize they never read that verse. <laughs> there is a part of the Bible they skipped. I have said, you are gods, you are sons of the Most High. You know what? Exodus 9. Exodus 9. Verse 24. God. 
So the heart, that's verse, verse 24, eh? No. So there was hell and fire mingled with the hell. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? I think uh, this is now. Can I just share something? A number of us have not really known God, the righteous judge. That's why sometimes we are very playful with how we do things. We don't know that side of him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had an experience. Let me share it with you. I got a message one day. I need to see you. 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 I'm like, okay. And the person comes and says, I just came to say sorry. So I'm thinking, for what? So she, it was a lady and she explained, saying, you know what? Um, I had this habit where I would go to different conferences and meetings where I hear there's a preacher and I was going there to laugh because I found it very entertaining and so I came to your co and then she, go she said no this is the exact thing she said she said I had a dream where I did in my dream I found this group of people and they were praying and the one who was leading them was in a white suit and I stayed laughing at them. And the person in the white suit looked at me and said, you're cursed. Then, apparently, we had a WEM conference. And she came for the WEM conference. And I called an article for those who were not well. So she said she, wasn't well, she was well, but she thought it would be fun to go to the front and see how people are falling. So she says, the moment I laid my hands on her, she had a headache. And it never left for months until she found my number and came to apologize. She was messing with God there. Can you imagine the anointing has been released to help people and somebody mocks it? That's why what I don't understand, for me, I don't talk about. If I don't understand something, I take my time to analyze it. I can tell you story after story, but I don't want to scare you. But can I say something though? Do you know that that side of um, do you know that that side of Christianity actually helps growth? Can I explain? Have you ever read the story of Ananias and Sapphira? Ananias and Sapphira decided they pledged, they vowed that they would sell a piece of land and they would bring all of it, right? I'm taught <laughs> there are a few discussions about whether we should bring 10% or not, considering the New Testament. I think maybe we should try Acts chapter 2 and chapter 3. Were they bringing 10%? They were bringing everything. They would actually <laughs> they would sell their houses. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> they would sell their houses and bring everything to the feet of the apostles. Perhaps we should try that one. Maybe we would enjoy it better. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> let's upgrade. Eh? So, and others would offer up their bodies as a living sacrifice. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Ananias and Sophia decided to hold back what they had pledged. And they gave, they came with only a certain portion. Died in church. <laughs> The other one came later, died in church. And then, the aftermath, the Bible says, great fear spread 
And then it says, and many miracles were worked through the hands of their foster. <laughs> that was in the New Testament, by the way, when they died in church. So anyway, <laughs> imagine that. Like, guys, what happened at church today? Oh, <laughs> Imagine there's one number. <laughs> he brought 750 pin instead of 1 million. So Peter gave him a look down. And then Wakati Waka Kubuela. Okay, let's continue. Okay. So there's that side of him. I've, I've seen it in crazy ways before. Some of them I just can't mention. Some of them I just can't mention. If you know that side of him, you know how to do your spiritual warfare. When we're doing spiritual warfare, we're not nice. We're not kind. Okay. No, we are not. Someone would, no, think about this, eh? If somebody is to go about speaking against um, Apostle Fred and they're like, you know what we're supposed to do? love them. Now, if somebody goes about and decides to use a charm, you know where the challenge is? They've taken it from the physical to the spiritual. <laughs> and then the spiritual, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. <laughs> no, somebody... I'm, listen some things I just don't like saying like this because we're really, really very public, but if someone has laid it on their heart to say, come what me, as long as I'm in this office, that one will not get promoted, then they might as well leave the office. Because now, now they are collaborating with Satan. Our partnership at church should be low because somebody has decided in their heart that, that person should not be... You know what? So there was hail and fire mingled with hail. So very heavy that there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. Let's go on. And the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt. All that was in the field, both man and beast. The hail struck every herb, even the dogs of the field and broke every tree of the field. Next verse. Only in the land of Goshen where the children of Israel were there was no hell. Perhaps let's have a final verse for today. Exodus 14, verse 19. Christ is a place. It says, if any man be in Christ. Verse 19. And the angel of the Lord who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other. What, am, what is this saying? Same area. Other people it's light and the cloud. The other side it's darkness. Why? Because they were separated by a promise of God. God is saying there's a difference. And here's your prophetic word for today. There'll be a distinction between those who set themselves apart by seeking first the kingdom and his way of doing and being right. 
and those who have loved darkness, wickedness, and profanity. The key is consecration. As you set apart your heart for God, he's setting apart your life. Remember Daniel. Daniel purposed in his heart in Daniel 1 verse 8 that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. But when you read verse 15, it says at the end of the 10 days their features appeared better fat and fatter in the flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. In verse 20 tells us that in all matters of wisdom and understanding, about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were all in his realm. Daniel and his friends were distinguished. But first, what did they do? They set Christ apart in, in their heart. If you read Matthew 6.33 from the Amplified, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is his way of being and doing right. And all these things shall be added unto you. Don't follow the worldly way of doing things. There's a distinction that's coming. If perhaps, maybe you've been trying to follow the worldly way, there's repentance, there's, there, there, there's a way you, you can still secure your repentance today. But the Lord sent me today to announce that it's time for us to experience the wonders of Goshen, where it will become evident that God is with that one. It will become evident. And I'm seeing this happening across the different spheres of life we've been in. The week before the 24th, let's do a three-day fast. Because that's also another realm God is taking us in. Let's do a three-day fast. Let's do... Let's do a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that we can eat a bit of shimmer just in case we've got a lot of demons to cast out in curfew. So that's what God told me to announce to you today. Do you believe? Do you believe the word of the Lord? Do you believe that you are distinguished? Do you believe there is a difference? Do you believe that for you you're experiencing the wonders of Goshen? Yes, then it is done. Amen. Amen. The one thing that I've been sensing is there seems to be a very strong grace for personal revelation. A strong grace for personal revelation. And for a lot of people you'll be hearing in in the morning times, especially when you're just about to wake up. Don't do that thing of the first thing you do when you wake up. <laughs> you check whether your good night was responded to. <laughs> Give yourself 10, 15 minutes and ask God, is there anything you're saying? And you know it's scripture, it says the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned to speak a word in season to those who are weary. He awakens me morning by morning to hear 
as the learned. So that's what's going to start happening. A number of us will be making a lot of decisions in the morning. And, and our day will just be set on course. Pray at any time. I'm not saying you shouldn't pray at any time or you can't hear God at any time. But I just sense that there's a lot of revelation that's coming. Especially in the morning times. That's why you shouldn't go to bed angry. That's why you shouldn't go to bed angry. <laughs> giving the enemy a foothold. So please, for those people who are in those things that are like aiming to lead to marriage, you sort out any of my issues you may be having before you go to bed. Not that as that you wanna, as you've missed God. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's such strong grace. There's such strong grace. Okay, I will avoid a power session. I will have that on the twenty fourth. In the meantime, is there anyone here who would like to give their life to Christ? Someone who wants to be born again? Perhaps for some, they could have been walking in the right path and they lost their way and they would love to rededicate their life to God today. If you're in such a position, we don't have that much time, so very quickly I would want you to raise your hand and raise it high without feeling shy. Okay, raise your hands, please. <laughs> say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, and I confess you as my Lord. Amen. Congratulations. Okay. Raise your hands. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, receive the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Receive the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Receive the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Someone just give them a hand. They're free to. Confess over yourself with regards to this word. Speak it. Send this word to different areas of your life. Send this word to different areas of your life. Be specific about the areas of your life you are sending this word to. the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion we were like those who dream we were like those who dream and even the heathen said amongst themselves the Lord has done great things for them the Lord has done great things for them it says our mouths were filled with laughter our mouths were filled with laughter Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now I lift up my hands and I pray for you. I pray for you and even those who are watching. Now right now, I curse that back pain. I curse that back pain. I 
are commanded to go now. In Jesus name. I curse sickness. I rebuke that sickness. That sickness that has been lingering for a long time. That condition that has been lingering. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Go! Now I curse that spirit of heaviness. That spirit of heaviness that brings anxiety. That brings depression. That brings an overwhelming sadness. That brings a darkness which can be felt. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare light be in Jesus' name. I declare you have the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. I curse heaviness. Heaviness. Go. 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 In Jesus' name. Now in the name of Jesus, I enforce those promises that God has spoken over you. Those promises of settlement. Those promises of distinction. Those promises of elevation. Those promises of promotion. I enforce them now in the name of Jesus. I command them to be manifest now in the name of Jesus. I command them to be in effect now in the name of Jesus. And every foul spirit that is resisting, every foul spirit that is resisting, this that the Lord has set for you. I stand as a servant of God and I command it to go in the name of Jesus. Now I speak that blessing of Goshen. That blessing of Goshen. Where there is a distinction. Where there is a difference. This blessing manifests in your family. This blessing manifests in your marriage. This blessing manifests in your conduct this blessing manifests in the opportunities that you get this blessing causes time and chance to come in abundance in your favor this blessing manifests in your career this blessing manifests at your workplace this blessing manifests in your business this blessing manifests this blessing manifests in your academics this blessing manifests in all manner of godly relationship this blessing manifests and it manifests speedily Hold on. Now in the name of Jesus, that which I've seen in the spirit. Right now, there's that person who it, it's not delay, it's retrogression. Where rather than going forward, you've been going backwards. I declare an end to that now. And I declare you are propelled forward in such a hurry. You redeem the times. You redeem the times. A miracle happens this week. A miracle happens this week. In the name of Jesus. A miracle happens this week. Just a minute more. I still sense 
something that special the Lord is doing. Ideas. Ideas are manifest. Grace is manifest. Grace is manifest. The anointing works in your life. The anointing works in everything that you do. In Jesus' name. Blessed.